The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Greg Ducharme. Hi, Gregers. What's going on, boys? Uh, it, much, much more exciting end to this event than than we thought on Tuesday, Wednesday, three weeks ago, six weeks ago. Uh, much more exciting. So it, it ended up being a great event. Kyle Porter is also here. Kyle, hi. I'm I'm having a horrible day. I'm yelling at you guys. I'm not actually mad at anybody here. I'm just taking it out on you. Can't get my microphone to work. I think one of my 27 kids came out here and jacked with it one day. But I think we're back. I'm like speed. I'm back. Yeah, listen, sunny days wouldn't be so great if it wasn't for rain, right? You had a little bit of rain <laughs> trying to figure out the mic situation. Throwing my mic around. I was yeah. so mad. He's he's abused the the road pod mic a couple of times, but we for now we've got you loud and clear. <laughs> It's great. And most of it was my fault. I, I, had, I, was, <laughs> I have two mics plugged in. Couldn't even figure out which one was the right. I, I Anyway, nobody wants to hear about this. Let's talk about Tom Kim. Uh, all right. Before we do that, I got to pay the bills. First cut merch for the rest of the year. As far as I'm aware, for the rest of the year, 20% off. There it is. Jacob is showing you a graphic. If you're watching on YouTube, there's a QR code there. Scan that with your cell phone, and it'll take you right to the merch shop. You can get all your etched glasses. You can get your T-shirts, your hats, your hoodies, et cetera, et cetera. I've seen people with stickers, first cut stickers on the back of their laptops. That's always a fun one. The code you're looking for, first cut 20 at checkout that's 20 percent off we did have some people greg they tried uh first cut 30 and first cut 40 at our recommendation didn't seem to work i think the guys over at cbs are too smart for that yeah maybe they were listening too um that was a good suggestion though i still haven't tried it but i haven't forgot about it either and next time i'm entering a promo i'm definitely gonna you know try for more i do it every time if if there is a number in the promo code try a bigger number first a life tip I like that. Is that like is that like Polter forty eight or whatever? Yeah. When it says Polter twenty five, do Polter one hundred. Mm, yeah. <laughs> get it for free. See if you can get the comp tick. Now we're talking. So it'd be like zero dollars. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> 
Sunday singles. Well, actually, let me just zoom out a little bit. The United States has won the President's Cup. Final score, 17.5 to 12.5, which, Greg, by the way, they co- the internationals covered. It was a six-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, so hat tip to the internationals for rallying on the weekend to get themselves a cover. Yeah, I mean, you talk about where we're sitting on Friday night, and we're wondering if Sunday is going to be a football day or Sunday is going to be a golf day. Uh, I mean, it, it looks like it, it could be over by Sunday. And, and every set of matches that are put out there, you're thinking, okay, well, the Americans can very easily go 4-0 and here over the weekend. And that was far from the case as the internationals won the day. And then you come in here and it's, I mean, at 5 o'clock, you still don't quite know who's going to win. You think you do, but you don't know for sure. Uh, so uh, look, they um, they held their ground. They played some great golf, and I think they have a couple of stars who really. Kyle already mentioned one. I don't think he's the only one who really stepped up and outperformed their uh, ability, which was great to see. The internationals won the weekend, Kyle, eight seven to one. It was not enough, obviously, because of the domination out of the gate from the Americans. We have not had a chance to really talk Presidents Cup with you this week. So before we kind of go into the storylines and the winners and the losers, how was your Presidents Cup week? Well, I, I thought it was great. You know, I, I think team events like this are set up perfectly. I was tweeting with Data Golf about this because the. The cup was not really in doubt. It felt like it was, right? It felt like, oh, Tom Kim, you know, wins two points on Saturday and the internationals are coming on Sunday. It, the, 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 and listen, it's, it's just, it's just math. So it can, it, that's why you play sports because math can go badly. But the cup was not ever really in doubt. And yet, and this happens in every single team event, Ryder Cup, Solheim Cup, uh, President's Cup. It felt for like 20 minutes late on Sunday, like for for 95% of these events, it feels like you don't know who's going to win. Even if the, the U.S.'s chances of winning never really dipped below 90%, 95% uh, on, on the weekend. And that's why... That's why the, the, the sort of the like setup of these team events is so perfect because it, we can fool ourselves into... Or and not fool, but we can like talk ourselves into the team that's losing. Oh, well, if they just win this hole and they flip these two matches, those are things that we we act as if they're uh, a lot easier to do than they actually are. And so, because we do that, it makes it fun because you can talk yourself into it being a super close event. So uh, that's kind of a more of a note on Sunday. I thought overall the Presidents Cup was. I think it's awesome. It, listen, I, I wrote about this on Sunday night. I think I tweeted about it too. It's not the Ryder Cup. It's not supposed to be. It never will be. It's good. It's it's I thought it was a ton of fun. Three of the last four of these have been have been good. You know, you take out 2017, which I thought was mostly terrible. It wasn't competitive. It wasn't that fun. Uh 2015 was great. Uh 2019 in, in Royal Melbourne was obviously awesome. One of the one of the better experiences I've had covering golf. And then this one, I, I think. You know, we can break this down more about like what this looks like going forward. But I, I felt a lot of optimism and I don't know about hope, but just optimism for this event going into the future after this week. I spend the vast majority of Sunday going, OK, if they win all the matches they're currently leading in and then flip these two and then Jordan Spieth 
pulls a hammy, like they they might have a they might have a chance out here. And I'd spend, you know, three and a half hours doing that, and never seems to come to fruition. But it's fun, it's certainly fun. And in th- these, it's a lot easier because you need, you know, almost all of them. So they got to flip everyone that they're losing, and uh, with the exception of a few, but it it definitely makes it fun. Let's do a little bit of highlights from Sunday singles, and we'll start with Jordan Spieth, who was the second match out, wins four and three over Cam Davis, and Greg that solidified his perfect week at the President's Cup five zero and zero, the first American to accomplish that feat in a President's Cup since Jim Furyk did it. In 2011. Yes. Uh, very, very cool. And I'm, I was happy for him. I wasn't sure we were going to see anybody go uh, all play all five matches. I, I thought even Thomas and Spieth, as well as they were playing, I thought they might sit down Saturday afternoon. It turned out to be a good move to play them. Um, but I, I just, I didn't think with the depth of the U S team that anybody would have to go five matches. They did. Uh, Spieth and Thomas were really hard to beat. Even though they weren't great, I mean, Jordan Spieth had spurts of greatness in seemingly in every match where he'd string together a, a run, he'd, he'd chip in, give a, a little bit of magic. Um, but all in all, it was not the best performance on the team. I, I don't think he made more birdies than anybody on the team, but at the same time, you couldn't beat him. And he figured out a way to win every match. And some of them they handled and they rolled and Sometimes he had to lean on JT and sometimes probably more often JT leaned on him and he stepped up, uh, but it was kind of classic Jordan Spieth, in my opinion. Well, I, I was going to say it, it's uh, match play is so great for Spieth because, you know, he gets so just like off the planet sometimes like he bogeyed the first two holes today. Right. Uh who he was playing, uh, Cam Davis. Cam Davis won the first two holes with par, and you're like, that shouldn't happen, you know. Uh, but then he does these like speeth like thing, and th- th- I mean, we sort of joke about this, Rick. This is how he puts his rounds together in in PJ Tour events. He'll make sevens and then like five threes in a row, and you're like, this is this is. I mean, it's it's a roller coaster. It's why this poster behind me exists. And in match play. It, it makes it um, the it makes it easier for him to win because the seven you don't have to erase with five threes, but if you have the five threes, you're going to win all those holes, right? If you make the seven, you just lose that hole. You don't have to you don't have to make up for it along the way to run down the rest of the field. So, I I, th- I actually feel like he should be better at match play than he has been over the course of his career. He hasn't been good in singles. I mean, obviously this was his first singles win and him and JT are, are awesome together. They're they're, I think they're who people think Cantlay and Shafley are. Um, Cantlay and Shafley are good, but I think JT and Spieth are better together and that they were a ton of fun to watch throughout the week. I, I want to look up, um, you know, like what's a guy's record in their fifth match of the week, right? Like I, I do wonder how much fatigue comes into these guys that have really good uh, mm-hmm. sessions and then play their fifth in either three days or in four days. And it's like, okay, I'm, I might be a little bit gassed here. Yeah, I've always thought that played a role in, in JT and Speed's total singles record. They are so, the, those matches are so emotional through the week. It's more so than playing 90 holes. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in tournament competition, it's it's more than that. It's uh, it, it's extremely emotional on the third hole on Thursday. 
or Friday if it's a Ryder Cup. It's it's very unique, and I imagine it's exhausting. Well, that's one reason that you get guys. I mean, we saw this on the uh, on the European side last year, right? Where Rom just puts the whole you know continent on his back, and then he gets housed by Scotty Scheffler in singles. We've seen that happen to Rory. We've seen. We've seen guys that have to carry, and I think the I think the U.S. has actually done a pretty good job of managing this over the last six or seven years. If not, I mean, DJ went five at Whistling Straits. Spieth and JT went. Were were they the only ones to go five this time around, Rick? Uh, and Sam Burns. And Sam Burns. Okay, so they don't. You know, I I think they're deep enough that they don't. Ha- I, I'm actually a proponent of like riding the hot hand in the team portion, like the first couple of days. And then if you like figure it out on Sunday, but I think they've actually done a pretty good job of, of managing that over the last few years to where they're not rolling out, you know, uh, somebody that's played 88 holes and is just completely emotionally cooked. Uh, Jordan Spieth's match against Cam Davis was highlighted by four consecutive wins, 11, 12, 13, 14. That was a six-hole stretch in which he won five holes and kind of buried Cam Davis in, who ended up having himself a pretty good week, but ran into the Spieth buzzsaw. That point that Spieth scored, uh, earned for the Americans, uh, was the first of the day because JT first out, Greg, he ran into C. Wu. Kim, do we have the drop? That was the best part of the 2017 President's Cup, by the way. Siwoo was out there shaking that ass today. He was doing a great job. Uh, Greg, he gave us both the the, the, the shushing. uh, And also, now that he has the new broomstick putter, when he rolled in his putt on 18, I thought he was going to go for the full-on, like, uh, guitar solo, like one of these, one of these. <laughs> he almost did. I thought he was gonna. <laughs> he was great. Um, I, we everybody thought that Tom Kim should have been in there, or at least somewhere around that match. But Siwoo stepped up, and he had a great Presidents Cup too. Um, he was a a big part of the match yesterday afternoon, and I have his official record right here so he gets three he goes three and one he was the top point scorer oh he ended up being top yeah Yeah. three so three three full points Mm -hmm. for them that was a really impressive performance and then taking down jt in the first match out the only thing you wish is that that was the first point on the board you know that's the funny thing when you set these matches they don't come in in the order they go out yeah, uh, you have a, a route like this. So you, you're planning your strategy. Siwoo's playing great. I know he's gonna get I know he's gonna get that first point for me. Well, it depends on when he wins. So it didn't feel like it carried as much momentum because Spieth already had an American flag on the board. Um, I but thought go ahead, right? Greg, sorry. I was just it was just it was huge regardless. You can go. I thought that <laughs> Uh, and maybe maybe the international team realized this. He was so he was antagonizing JT, whether it was purposeful or not, so much. JT was so annoyed, like this guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And it started with he wouldn't give him a couple putts, which 
<laughs> I mean, JT did the exact same thing earlier in the JT week. JT is the, is the king of petty wars, and I love yes. it. Yes. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's insulted great. when he is not given a putt, yet like he's not handing anything out either. <laughs> yeah, if you have JT tears, bring them to me. I, I want to drink them. I, I have I have wanted to drink them all week. Like If you're a European watching this for some reason and you have leftover tears from Whistling Straits, I'll drink those also. <laughs> Uh, if you have, yeah, pre tiers for Rome next year, I'll take those as well. Uh, I, their match was fantastic because when Siwoo went went full uh, Patty Reed, just <laughs> it's kind of subtle. It's not that subtle, but there are times when it's subtle with JT. But you can tell underneath the words that he's saying to himself are not fit for any human to ever see because they're they're horrific words. He was showing some real kind of swagger down the stretch, uh, JT. Like he was so he was, Siwoo, and so was Siwoo. They're locked in, and I I agree with you. I think that had that kind of nitpickiness, if that's a word. It definitely played a role in that because I mean well, it, they're club twirling, they're walking <laughs> after it. They're, club club twirling to seventeen from JT was an, an all timer. <laughs> yeah. That was that the one where he was kind of had his head tilted and he was twirling. Yeah. And yeah. He, he just gave it like the. Yeah, it was it was it it was a. I mean, it's it's what you want in in a singles match, right? I, I don't think JT and Siwoo Kim hate each other, but they annoyed each other today, which is which is perfect for that kind of matchup. Yeah, uh, you could see JT annoying. If you're a, a JT's opponent, I could see him being annoying too. As big a fan as I, as I am, there's no doubt Siwoo's saying this guy. <laughs> Just like JT's saying this guy. Yeah. Uh, we'll For sure. We'll continue to roll on here, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me. And I know it can be confusing the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between. But solving foot pain is simple. And that's where super feet comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance 
Prince jogger because I, I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, they've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as, as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for four our listeners. Uh, first time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. And we're back. Uh, So those are the two early matches. And they they get split out of the gate, and then it's kind of just a little bit of a run on um, on United States victories here, or at least not on international wins. Sam Burns and Hideki Matsuyama tie, then Patrick Cantlay, Tony Finau, and eventually Xander Shoffley win three of the next four. It's Xander Greg that ends up uh, with the the, cl- the cup clinching point. It was going to come. T- I mean, it was just a matter of time with the way that everything was shaping up. But uh, the full point off of Xander's putter face is the clinching point this time around. In the seventh match out there. So, I mean, halfway through, you, you, you did it right away. You just went out there and, and knocked him out. And this is, it highlights the disadvantage the internationals were at coming into this. What Kyle said, um, or what Data Golf said about them never really w- losing this cup. It's just a long list of depth. And points are going to come, points are bound to come from everywhere. If they didn't win four and a half points in this, it would have been a disaster. Yeah. An, an all time disaster. Bigger yeah. than 2012. Um, and so they, they're they just, they're so loaded everywhere. And these guys are going to pick up points, even if some of them don't play well. Scotty Scheffler goes out there and gets beat. It, it, it Okay. Well, we got Xander and we got Sam Burns and we got Finau and Shoffley. And if we don't have you yet, we got Max Homa who hasn't lost and a two-time major champion, Colin Morikawa in the second to last match. Well, and, and I think we're loaded. I think to go along with that, Greg, your floor. And so this is this is the point I was going to make about Xander and, and Corey Connors. Xander shot. Uh, you can check me on this. I think he was one over on the day. I and, think you're right. With like five birdies. And I he wins. It. And so it's 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 almost like the U.S. four is. And this is what you're saying, Greg. And I agree. I had US him at four, even, by the way. Was he even? Yeah. He was even on the front, and then. One under, even one over. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Uh, no, he bogeyed 17. I don't know. It, even one over, or whatever. Yeah, it's not a it's not a great score. And so the U.S. floor is really high. Your worst U.S. guy is going to shoot. I don't know. One over, even. The problem for the internationals, among many is that their worst guy is going to go out like Corey Connors and shoot not 71 or 72, but more like, I don't know what he shot, probably 74, 75. And so when you get a bunch of, when you start like collecting lesser talent, the floor drops to where it's so, it's so much easier to just throw for, for the international team to throw away one of those matches that they have to have 
And Connors was t- he was terrible. He was so bad. And I, I like Connor. I think he's a good player. He just was not very good. And that it it didn't necessarily have to be him. It could have been Cage Lee, who's a fine player, but he's not great. It could have been Christian Bezadenhut, who's an okay player, but he's not great. You know, you're gonna have these never two, lost two, this week. Two, by the way. So yeah, thank you. He, he, you're gonna have these two, three, four guys who where their floor like just drops on them, and they shoot 75, and it's like, well, you, even if the Americans play bad, they're still gonna win those matches, which is such a problem for the international team. 12, yeah, a lot of over par guys. Twelve on one and one, Greg. Twelve one and one. That's the that's the United States in Presidents Cup uh, in Presidents Cup history now. Yes. Um, now this one felt probably more lopsided than others have in the past. Definitely more so than 19. Uh, but this is the average. It, I it don't have it in front. There might be a decimal, but on us soil, which is what we always like to say in these events, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the U S is won by like an average of five points, maybe yeah. a little bit more. So you're right there in this and uh, the internationals, have to get a little, they got to get a couple more stars, a couple more Tom Kims. They could get 11 more. That'd be great. Uh, and, and you, you go back wherever they're playing next time, uh, away from the U S and Canada. I think you have a real chance. Is it Canada? Yeah. yeah. Montreal. That's, that's coming up in the next section. We're going to do, do the winners. Zero points out of the Canadians. Final. final oh, <laughs> it's on the outline. Don't get there yet. Final. Final word on this side. We'll take a break and we'll do winners and losers, Kyle. Well, I think the problem with what Greg's saying is it 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 feels like you're. I don't know uh, who's a college football program that always goes nine and three, but thinks they're maybe a little like Texas A and M, where you go nine and three every year and you're like, yeah, but next year, well, we are going to get a couple more guys next year. And for the internationals, it's like, I feel like I've been hearing that they need a couple more guys for 20 years. Right. Yeah. It's a and good so, point. I mean, and and Johnny Manziel is nowhere to be found. Johnny Manziel's yeah, not walking into that international team. Room. Uh, Johnny, Johnny Manziel's name was Tom Kim this week. We'll get to that. But, uh, I, I just don't know. And that doesn't mean like I listen, like I, I think there's a place in professional golf for the president's cup. I think it's, it, it's competitive enough. This was the point that I, that I made earlier. It's competitive enough that the path to get to the end, like from the, from the, from Thursday to Sunday is fun. It's not fun. If you win 25 to five, this week was super fun because it's competitive enough that crazy things are going to happen. You're going to get Tom Kim ripping his pants. You're going to get Max Homa walking off a putt. You're going to get all these different things that if it's less competitive, like it was in 2017, it's not that fun. If it's more competitive, great. But I, I think we're at sort of like the the baseline of, of competitiveness to where if you dip below that, it becomes like not that great of an event. But if it stays here, like this week was super fun. It was kind of a blowout, I guess. But it, it, that didn't mean it wasn't a ton of fun to watch and to experience like we did all week. So uh, I don't know. I hope the internationals improve because the U S is certainly, I think improving. And if they do, I, I think this is a, I, again, it's not the Ryder cup, but it doesn't have to be. And I think it's going to be a fun event for a long time. We're going to talk winners and losers. We're going to go over our little money ball challenge. And we are going to discuss Rome, believe it or not. But first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. All right. Winners and losers. Let's start with the winners. Obvious one, Greg. Tom Kim. Uh, Not only is he a stud, as we kind of saw the last half of the 2022 season where he gets a win and piles up all these great finishes, but he is also very, very likable. Yeah, and that that definitely helps because um, he he was the star of this team and he didn't have the best record uh, and he probably he doesn't have the best record. didn't win the most amount of points and is still in the running for uh, MVP of this team. No question about it. So he was extremely impressive uh, and, and the kind of force that over the next couple of years will be a mainstay on this team. He definitely showed that ability. And you start to build on a couple of these young guys with he and, and Sung J.M. And, you know, maybe there are a couple of others that we talk about. Um, it's it's really fun. It creates a fun atmosphere when you get to see these guys every two years. So uh, major, majorly impressed with Tom Kim. Uh, and I, I got nothing bad to say about him. It was just a great performance for him. It is kind of nice, KP, to get a spotlight on some of these guys, right? Like, if, if you weren't tuning into the Wyndham or you're not closely following the world of golf, you might be like, who in the world is Tom Kim? Or, like, I thought his name was Ju Hyung Kim. Or, like, what, what's going on here? When when you get, like, four full days of a, of a spotlight on him like that, uh, I think he probably inter- introduced himself to a lot of new people. Yeah, I agree. I had people that even follow this stuff. They're like, wait, why did he choose the name Tom? And so I had to do the Thomas the Tank Engine stuff. And, you know, he had the lunchbox and and all these different things. Uh, I think that, you know, the thing about Tom Kim, and this is not true. I, I think I think fans and even us, because we are fans, we think that all professional golfers or athletes love what they're doing because and and I think this especially in golf because you and I Rick and Craig we all like when we go play golf it's really fun right we go play these even if they're not cool courses we're playing with friends we we do it as as like downtime something enjoyable that's not that's not true professional golfers they're going to a job right Correct. and I think people forget that sometimes uh, Charles Howe III told me one time like tournament golf is not really that fun it might look fun, but it is stressful and it's work and it's it's not that fun. And and so I think it really resonates with people when you get somebody like a I think this was this has been true of Spieth, which I think is why he has been so popular, but somebody like a Tom Kim who actually 
can't believe that. And, and this is true of Homa too, Max Homa. We're going to talk about him. Like, I can't believe that this is their job and they have a ton of fun doing it. And I hope that comes through in like the way that we do this job because it is a ton of fun for us. But I really think that's the part that, that kind of clicked with people this week with Tom Kim is, Hey, this is a job, but also I have a ton of fun doing it. And that's what we think everybody should be doing, but they don't. And so when somebody actually does, I think it really, really reverberates. And I think that's what you got with Tom Kim this week. I, I call it loving the sprints where the we can't, most of us, a large majority of the population can't relate to what it's like to play sports for a living. Um, but many of us have played sports growing up. And while you love the sport, I loved hockey growing up. But there was a two-month period where one of my coaches thought he must have just watched Miracle. He thought he was Herb Brooks. And we did sprints all practice for two months because we weren't playing well. And it, it was we went to practice every day, and we stood on one goal line, and we did sprints the whole time. And that's not fun, right? But we, we, uh, we're choosing to do it. We're actually paying money to do it. And these guys, they they love when they have to go get extra work in, when they have to go do the sprints to experience moments like this. Um, and and it's you're right, you're right on the money, Kyle. Not everybody loves it and wants to do it, um, but you know the guys who do, and I think you named them uh, right there. Weren't uh, what's what's the line? The beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> like what it's like we just laughed. Yes. Over That's over. what it was like. You're going to sprint until you start playing better. I've never been in better shape, but it was not fun. Uh, Tom Kim did not get a point on Sunday because uh, he went up against Max Homa, who is another big winner in all of this. Homa won holes 12, 13, 14, and 15. A one-up victory over Tom Kim. KP, he won, let's see, 4-0-0. Oh, oh. uh, he was the top U.S. rookie. He was the top rookie overall. Obviously undefeated him and JT. Both got four points. Max Homa, and stop me if you've heard this before, gets better at golf every single day. Yeah, uh, the, the Tom Kim stopper. He had quite a week, by the way. Wins Napa, 4-0-0, part of his life on Friday, stops the best of all time in singles on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is that it? I, I, think, I, I feel a lot of, I mean, honestly, I feel a lot of the same stuff about, about Max as I do about Tom Kim. Uh, they're, they're, I think, different dudes. I don't, I don't know if they have a ton in common, but I think a lot of the same traits – Max is not scared to tell you how much it means to him that he's playing in a president's cup or he's playing in his first masters or whatever. Like he, he will tell you about that. And I think that's really refreshing, you know, to hear from, from a professional athlete like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I think it's also hard to score and we've probably talked about this. It's hard to square this idea that, Oh, Max is like the funny guy on Twitter to to like also that he's like the 11th best player in the world. Like I think people have a, like they can't they can't quite uh, reconcile those two things. Right. And and so he becomes what he was first primarily, which is like the funny guy on Twitter or whatever. 
and not primarily the 11th best player in the world or whatever he is right now. He's ranked like 15, but data golf probably has him inside the top 10. So man, he's awesome. I'm super pumped for his 2023. I think the next thing for him is you got to, you got to, you got to contend, you got to compete at the majors. You know, he hasn't done that yet, uh, but he has enough experience and, uh, he's been through enough wars now that there's no excuse to not compete at the majors, which I think he would, he would probably agree with also. More likely to win a major in 2023, Max Homa, Greg, or Sung J.M.? Mm. Oh, I thought you were going to say Tom Kim, and I had I my answer too. ready. No, no, come on, come on. Come on. I, I, think, uh, I think Max Homa. Mm. Sung J.M., I don't think has improved at the level Max Homa has. But what if, now, he, what if he started out better? Well, he did. He started out a lot, a whole lot better. But I feel like Max Holmes just on this upward trajectory with every area of his game where things are in, in all, he's this is a tide that's rising all boats. Everything is on the way up. And Kyle and I talked about this, uh, what, a year ago? I think it was after he won the Fortinet last time. I remember you asked me, Kyle, can he win a major? And I didn't think so because his short game was really not great. Talking about Homer. Homa and it's that it's gotten better all of a sudden it's there now uh and it's it's been really good for a long time ever since his win at the Wells Fargo it's been great uh, so I I think the all-around total improvement the total development and building to me feels like a major is right around the corner and it feels like there are two of them that are perfect for him next year in LACC mm. the obvious one but even more so I mean Oak, uh, Oak Hill in Rochester. Yeah. It feels like exactly like Max Homa to me. Um, so I don't know. That's my lean, but it's like, what do you think, Kyle? Well, I was going to say, Sanjay's, uh, I got his best finishes. Sanjay's finished better at the majors than Max has. So Sanjay's uh, T2 at the 2020 Masters. That was the weird one. T8 at the 2022 Masters. That was this year. When Scheffler won T17 at the PGA, 22nd at the Wingfoot US Open. So nothing spectacular. Uh, I'd probably lean toward Max just because I think his iron play is, is better. Uh, I don't know that he's, I mean, Data Golf has <laughs> Sung Jay 11th and Max 14th in their rankings. Rick seething over there. There's no Rick saying he's like looking at you like Siwoo Kim and he's JT right now. That's fine. I'll be. There is no. There is no way anybody's better than Sung Jm with irons. Oh, I thought you meant because I was on Data Golf and not RickRunGood.com. No, 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 no. I could just see him looking. Well, I tweeted this. I tweeted this out on Wednesday night. I said it can't be many times that Sung Jay has been the fourth best iron player in his own group. And it was like him, Corey Connors, JT, and Spieth. Statistically, he's the fourth best iron player in that group. I don't know what to tell people. Like, yeah, y- y- you want me to like go off like what you saw at the John Deere or something? Like, well, I- I'm just giving you the numbers. I don't know what to say. Uh, I I love both of these guys. And actually, when we Kyle we did that we did that very early preview. I'm pretty sure I picked both of these guys at some point to win a major championship. Uh, I think it, we picked everybody just to cover our asses because we're professionals. <laughs> That's how we do it. So we can clip those out later. <laughs> Nine months ago, we knew this was going to happen. Um, uh, to me, 
Max, well, I don't know how else, but Max is human. Sung Jay might not be. Max is capable of playing with Tiger and just being like, I'm having a great time playing with Tiger and I really don't care what I shoot. And Sung Jay doesn't do that. Right. And that's why Mac and Max is awesome. And it's cool because he tells us that. And it's cool because like he loves golf as much as we love golf and he's a fan of it. But I do, I do wonder about some, some super, super big moments. Yeah, I think that's fair. Hey, uh, producer Jacob, pull up this comment from Jack Fisher at 627. I love this comment. I think it's fantastic. He said, I think Max Homo will be a flash in the pan for sure, because, you know, flashes in the pan usually improve their year over year strokes gain for seven years in a row uh, and then flame out right after that. That's I think that's probably spot on. Yeah, no, the the th- <laughs> the thing with uh, with Max and I've talked to his coach, Mark Blackburn, on a couple of occasions about this. Well, not about this in, in its entirety, but he's he's said some things along the way, along this journey that have all followed through. And it was after he won the Wells Fargo, he says his short game's really getting better. The stats aren't showing it yet, but they will soon. And in the next 15 events, or it was something crazy, like in the next 11 events, he gained strokes in eight of them around the greens. And the three that he lost strokes in, it was less than one. Uh, and then, and then after even continuing after that, um, it, it just continued to improve. It was like 13 of 15 rounds in a row to end the year, gaining strokes around the green. And the point of that, the point of bringing Mark Blackburn up is it's, it's not a hot streak, right? They're developing skill along the way. And that sticks. That's the kind of thing that sticks. This isn't a guy that just got hot with the putter. This is a guy that has gotten consistent with the putter. Yeah, but the rest of his game, I mean, he can finish top 15 losing strokes putting every week. He's that kind of player. I think what's interesting, Greg, is if you, going back to 2017, not only has his overall strokes gain number improved every year, his approach shot strokes gain number has improved every single year. So 2017 was minus one. Then you get to plus 0.23 plus 0.19. So it went down a little bit 0. 0.42, 0. 0.47, 0.65. So it, it's, it's, it's one thing if you have a, if you have a season where you hit a bunch of putts and your strokes game putting improves, but if your iron play is improving year over year, that tells me not only that you're talented, but also that you're working really, really hard to improve that part of your game. I want to see this, Rick wants a specific comment pulled up, and I want it to. I am. I feel spicy tonight. Is there a max, an anti-max like sleeper cell out there? What is happening with these comments? So Joseph Bosa says, "Let's be real. Max only retained at Fortinet because that never gets a good feel. A lot of superstars, uh, a lot of superstars hate playing in the fall. Blah blah blah. Okay, what about the two wins at the Wells Fargo? What about Riviera? Like, what what are we doing here? What are we doing? Yeah, for for, <laughs> I was actually talking about a different comment from the same. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> what is this is this is preposterous like okay so let's say let's, nobody well, let's say let's let's say, read, let's read it for the listener so it says max only, max only made the team due to live taking away the headaches go kyle okay so let's say live doesn't exist so you get back uh i guess the only three guys that you would get back that would be a uh like even candidates for this team are Brooks, Bryson, and DJ, right? Yes. Yeah. Maybe I mean maybe Reed would be like a fourth. Ugh. I know. Maybe. Okay. So 
DJ DJ's in. He he would be in, which means that Kisner would be out. Right? No question. For sure. Brooks is Brooks on this team? Brooks stinks right now. Like full stop stinks. He's not good. Very good possibility possibility he didn't make the team. Very For good. sure. Is Bryson on this team? He hasn't even play. He, he doesn't play. No, he was hurt for a long time, and he he would have had to been had to have been a pick. So he he would have needed to to win. If you're talking about two picks here, well, who's playing better? Well, that's, that's and that's what I'm saying is like if you, if you're just picking names, sure, Max probably like gets boxed out by Brooks and Bryson. But if you're picking Brooks and Bryson, you might as well pick like Phil and Tiger. I mean, what? you're not you're not living in reality if you think Brooks and Bryson are playing better golf than Max Homa right now. Zaltor and huh? Zaltoris would have been on the team. Okay, well then well, he Horschel got hurt. Been. He didn't go to live. Oh, well, sorry, and, for sure. And, uh, and Hooch, Horschel Hooch is the other one brought up here in the comments. Uh, that's that's interesting. I was trying yeah. to find the President's Cup standings like before they removed those guys, and I couldn't find it because none of them would have been auto qualifiers. They just hadn't played well enough. I was trying to see how far back because you're not going to pull a uh, Brooks from 31st, for example, over some of these guys that were, you know, t- t- 10th, 11th, and 12th. I was trying to find the the standings. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find uh, it either. I, been I, I, the PGA Tour there's, I was going to say, there's there's a reason for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, okay. Wh- so I'm looking at strokes gained over the last six months. It goes Rory, Scheffler, Xander, Finau, Cam Smith, Cantlay, Rom, Zalatoris, Fitzpatrick, JT, Shane Lowry, Sungjae, DJ, Max Homa. So... I don't know. He's been like a top 15 player in the world for the last six months. Are you not taking that player on your team in favor of Brooks, who's a headache and doesn't even like team events or Bryson who needs like a babysitter at all times? I I don't, I don't think you are. I don't know why I feel so like spicy tonight. I I've, I've had a great weekend. Let it out. Let it out. You have the microphone. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I was really upset about that. Uh, other winner that we have, and we can add more to this if you guys want, but uh, Captain Trevor Immelman seems to be a winner here. Uh, Greg, if this was football, we, you know, he'd go into his contract negotiation and say, hey, I covered. I'm better. I'm good against the spread. Don't don't worry about <laughs> outright wins. Is I, that what I, they say? They, they I, does better. that happen? If you are 12 and four against the spread and you were like four and 12, you'd be like, I overperformed. I would absolutely use that in contract negotiations. That's a wow. yeah. That's I would get some DVOA guys in there and just start yeah. negotiating negotiating my contract. Exactly. What right. would Jerry? What would Jerry Jones say? Jerry Jones would say uh, you won four times. You're Jerry out. Just gonna put him like there. There will be a day. Jerry Jones is the owner, president, GM, head coach, starting quarterback. It's coming. <laughs> uh, it's it's in the future. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's coming. Um, oh, hysterical. But but Trevor, listen. Look at the record before this week: eleven, one and one in favor of the United States. He then also gets uh, Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman, probably Abe Answer too, potentially Mark Leishman, who are no longer eligible for his team, and he covers and wins the weekend. That's that. I think he deserves another crack at this. I think he got screwed. Um, I 
Absolutely. What did he get? What did he get screwed by? Uh, a a once in a generation situation where three or four of the best players on his team were no longer eligible for his team two weeks in advance. Well, I think what's interesting is let's say <clears throat> Cam Smith. Uh, who would it have been? Cam, Joaquin, and answer. He could have taken Leishman. Leishman was sixteen. Louis standing. Louis sitting there. But, but Louis, that we knew that though. I'm talking about just like two weeks. Got in it. Advance. Got it. These guys. So we knew answer too. Okay. But I think what's 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 interesting is that some of those guys at the bottom that he picked, like Cam Davis, actually performed well. Munoz, so I, Munoz was great. Munoz, I don't know that what your replacement would have been for the like. Does Cam Smith go five and zero? Oh? Probably not, right? So I I just don't know that the replacement would have. I think it's easy to just sort of say, okay, well, you take off the three worst guys. Well, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have known who the three worst guys were going to be in, well, in the actual event, right? Okay, but Bezayden uh, Hood, who got him up a point and a half, does not make this team. I could I could fairly easily argue Cam Smith gets you more than a point and a half because he's going to play five sessions. And well, he also, even if he doesn't, he gives you options when you're when you're putting these teams together. It It's a completely different atmosphere you feel like you're kind of locked into, well, I guess I'll say this, Adam Scott and Hideki Matsuyama are your lead dogs going in with Cam Smith there. They're not, maybe it's Hideki and Cam Smith. Adam Scott now goes into a, you know, secondary kind of role and that could change things. You know, you don't have to lean on a 42 year old Adam Scott and maybe, maybe that alters his performance, his feeling. He's a contributor, not a leader. He's a, you know coming off the bench in a way. I, I think it. Cha- I really do think it changes it. But I understand your point, KP. Hmm. I'm I'm sort of being devil's advocate. I I think I think that I, I'm biased because I like Trevor Immelman, but I think that he and I don't I don't I think we're giving him maybe too much of the credit for the origination of this. I think Ernie Ellis did a really good job back in 2019, and he said this on our podcast, Rick. Yep of sort of re uh, resetting expectations for the international team. Right. And, and I think the, the foundation for that is, is this idea that Trevor maybe uh, I think he was maybe louder about this than Ernie Els was, but this idea, and I've talked to Trevor about this separately that like, man, you're, you're playing against the best. Like they, I think they look at playing the Americans as this honor, of like, these are the best dudes in the world. They're the best dudes on the PGA Tour. We want to, we like, we revel in that. We want to take it to them. And I think Ernie Ells sort of s- started that idea, and Trevor did a really, really good job of continuing it. And I don't know. I, again, I like him, so I hope he's his captain again. He works for CBS, so it's like there's, you know, if there's – I'm maybe not the most unbiased person to be talking about Trevor Immelman, but uh, I, I was, I was impressed just by the way he handled things and sort of the um, mantra that he had for the international team going forward. The, yeah, that Ernie Els rebrand of this team. Awesome. Will will yeah. we'll very good for the future uh, losers. Mm. I've got, I've got, can I go first? Sure. Uh, Scheffler big bot like by far the biggest number one player in the world. He was Oh, three and one. Yeah. Half a point. I and shouldn't think he, lo- he didn't look that good. I was going to say it kind of looked worse than that. 
Yeah. He hit that shank. He, it, it wasn't just that. I mean, everybody even, hits, even, you know. even the half point he got, like, I mean, he like chipped in and like, I don't know. It just, boy, did, did not, did not look good. Well, it, it, so I made my picks on whatever Tuesday and I said, JT was going to be the top point getter for the U S and then I saw Andy Johnson of the fried egg. He, he picked Scheffler to be the top point getter. And I was like, man, that's such a good pick. Cause Scheffler coming off of whistling straights, he's going to play a bunch uh, coming off to a championship. He's playing well. He didn't, I mean, he didn't dip in his ball striking really all year. And so I was like, I was thinking like, oh, I wish I would have made that pick. And then he, I, so all that to say, I was super surprised at how just kind of mediocre he played. He He's such a, I think he's such a gamer. He's such a, like, give me the ball. I want John Rahm in singles on Sunday at the Ryder cup. There's not a lot of dudes like that. And I think he's one of them. And so I was just, I was surprised at, at how, you know, kind of what his record was. And I'd have to go back and look at, you know, Burns had this, a similar record, but I think everybody would say Burns played pretty well. I don't know what Scotty's actual numbers were, but just from watching it, it it seemed like he was a little bit off. I got him here. Foursomes. So the first match with Burns, they, they made as a team four birdies. Shot even par. Lost two down. Uh, to how, how many? How many birdies? Four. They made four okay. together. Yeah, four together in the four it's not, ball. It's not bad. He made this is the next day now. He made five birdies, uh, and they he shot two under on his own ball. Again, this is just going off the President's Cup scorecards. Um, uh, his partner was Burns again, obviously, and he and they tied. He made six birdies again with Burns uh, in in the next foursomes match. They were three under and lost to KH Lee and Tom Kim. Wow. He was two under that's, today. That's, that was the, maybe the match of the of the event. Right. I mean, they what were they like nine under in that together? It was it was awesome. Insane. Um, in singles, he made an eagle and four birdies. He sh- he was two under and lost to Munoz two and one. So I, I mean, uh, it, he's the disappointment no matter what because he's your number one player in the world and got half a point. I don't think it was as bad as there are other players who played worse in this field. But yes. those players have the expectations Scotty has. Correct. Yeah, he, great he point. Has the, he has the burden of expectation. Corey Connors was way worse. <laughs> Corey Corey Connors was and and I'm sorry, Corey. Uh, but and every time I saw him do something, it was shockingly bad for a guy who is dialed with irons and wedges. We saw none of that. I think I saw him miss every putt. I, I watched him putt off greens at time. It was just like complete bonkers out there at what at one point i i thought to myself is he is he ill like is there something wrong like that that's and i'm not again i like Corey connors i think he's a i think he's an underrated player he's gonna finish in the top 10 at augusta next year because he does every single or he has the last couple of years um he he just was that's how shockingly bad he was i i thought he would be way i mean and the international team needed him to be way better than he was throughout the throughout the week you want his numbers <laughs> I, I mean may i guess i don't all right with sung jm probably my international mvp anyway he makes one eagle or they make one eagle one birdie they shoot one over lose two and one to speed four ball the next day with pendrith he makes two birdies he shoots two over they lose one down foursomes with him again 
he uh, they make three birdies, they shoot four over, and lose four and three, uh, and then in singles he makes four birdies, shoots three over, and loses one down to Shoffley. Well, and this is a little bit what I'm talking about, where when you have so many mediocre guys compared to the U.S., obviously they're really good players, but compared to the U.S three of those guys are just going to have that week and you're going to get those guys are going to get roasted because the U S four is just so much higher across yeah. the board for their guys. I'm, I'm sorry to whoever tweeted me this. I, I can't remember who it was, but someone said I had really high hopes for Sung Jay this week, but he ran into the buzzsaw that is Corey Connors. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's pretty good. That's, that's, that's really funny. Yeah, he should not have played it. That was a, it was disappointing to me that he played on uh, on Saturday morning. I think that was a mistake. You needed your boy Munoz back out there. Yes, I know. We Rick and I talked about that th- like three times through this week already. Why is Munoz not out on the golf course? Yeah, man. yeah. Get him on the course. He is shooting sixty one every time he plays. He was he was good. Uh, so the Canadians who did not t- together the two of them Taylor Pendrith Corey Connors did not record a single even half a point zero eight and oh uh, somebody somebody i won't tell you who but somebody texted me and said they should take the president's cup away from montreal next <laughs> next time around for their yeah. performance that's the segue they're going they're going to montreal <laughs> next time uh the canadians I, hopefully they got all out of their system now because that ain't pretty i mean i'm a, a big fan of canadian golfers uh in general some in particular some more than others but uh the this is a disappointing performance. And I think there was a really big expectation that this Canadian team could really step up and be a, you know, a rah, rah team in this. And they were far from it. Unfortunately, the next time we get a team competition, Oh baby, it'll be next year. We'll be in Rome, Rome, Rome. Will we will we be in Rome? I hope. Hopefully, we will who be. We, who do we start petitioning right now? <laughs> when in Rome to be in Rome? We'll I mean, crowd, you know, crowdfund. By the way, don't do the. I'm not talking to you guys, but any listeners, don't do the. Are you not entertained? Because like nine million people are going to do it because we get it. Like the Coliseum is is in Rome. It, it's going to be. It, it's going to get old. If you like your money tied up for a year, you can go over to our friends at Caesar Sportsbook and wager on two teams that you have no idea who are playing yet. The United <laughs> States minus 190, the Europeans plus 190, and if you're a real sicko, the tie is 12 to 1. Um, <laughs> the tie is sick. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about this, though? Uh, it is not lost on me that two potential up-and-coming Ryder Cuppers mm. have won – is it the last two weeks or two of the last three weeks? Robert McIntyre wins at uh, this course. What's it called? Uh, Le Golf National. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's uh, oh, oh, Marco, Marco Simone. Simone. Marco Simone wins at Marco Simone, and then Guido Migliozzi wins this week at Le Golf National, who is Italian and probably knows Marco Simone pretty well. So how about that? Like, he actually knows Marco Simone or he knows? Yeah, he knows him personally. That's like, <laughs> when I found out JP McManus was a real person and alive, I was shook. <laughs> that Me too. 
Not <laughs> only that, but, but also apparently affecting the future of golf. Correct. Like yeah. in part of the decision making process. Yes. Yes. Yeah, a lot. The alive part was shocking to me. I'm. I figured I'm, it was a person. <laughs> Charles I'm Schwab not alive and kicking. Is he really? Yeah, Chuck. You still yeah. can. I didn't know. I that. didn't. I didn't know that either. Now I'm shook. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not scared of Rome. I think the U.S. is. I think they're going to roll. I'm not scared at all. In 30 years, I'm a little scared. Mm-hmm. Well, I, there's still so much to see. Like it's great. Great for Guido and and uh, Robert McIntyre to go get some wins. Uh, definitely add some excitement. But I. I don't think it has any impact on how we feel going into that event now. Well, and, and, and it's a little bit of the same thing that I'm talking about here, Greg. Do you remember back in 2016 when uh, it was at Hazeltine, Matt Fitzpatrick was on his first Ryder Cup team, and he was terrible. Like, he was so bad, just just abysmal. And he's not – he obviously turned into a – and he was a great amateur and all that. And he's turned into a great – pro a, a pro that i think could be a top five top 10 player in the world for several years but it's just when you when you roll unless you're just this wonderkind of like a rory or a rom type if you're rolling guys out there in their first rider cup and putting all that history on their on their plate and saying like hey don't lose the first rider cup in 30 years to these guys in europe that's just a that's a lot and i and i don't know that you're gonna get I mean, maybe some guys emerge as like, okay, this is this is like the dude, or maybe you get the Danny Willett, um, Thomas Peters reemergence because those were supposed to be the next dudes, and they didn't, they didn't really materialize like I think we thought they would. But man, I I just I don't know that they're gonna have the depth to where you, you're. I mean, I just think you're gonna get some guys that shoot seventy six and get beat by Xander Shoffley shooting a 73 because that's the, that's the U S floor. their floor is just so, so high individually. And I'm sure that we can clip this entire thing a year from now. And I will regret every single word, but I think the U S is going to, is going to beat the Europeans in, in Rome. Burn the tapes. Are there any possible, by the way, Charles Schwab is 85 years old. Are there any possible <laughs> surprises? Thanks. For the for the United States team, or is it going to be basically what we saw this week, or what we have seen with like Zalatoris, or maybe if Berger gets healthy again? Like, is there anybody lurking that could snap through onto the U.S. team? I think Zalatoris will be on it. I think your boy Aaron Wise has has an opportunity to play his way on. Wow! If Aaron Wise plays his way onto a Ryder Cup team, I will have retired because I would have made a ton of money off of that because I bet the guy every single week. He's he's right behind Homa in strokes gained over the last six months. He's I, he don't have to tell me that. I know he's been saying. playing really, really well. Uh Berger, yeah. Uh but but what I mean is like, you know, there's there's kind of the natural phase out. The the European team was so much older and there were guys that were naturally phasing out of it. That's not really existing on the United States team. So I'm wondering like who's the biggest surprise that could be on Aaron Wise is kind of interesting. Maybe he wins a couple times. I don't know, but like, who who else could play themselves onto this team? Keegan Bradley. Oh boy. No, I I think there are some probably some younger players. Davis Riley. Uh, Davis Riley is a great example. That'd be cool. Um, you know, Cam Young would have been 
if we had this conversation last year about the president's cup, he mm. wouldn't have been a conversation. Yeah. We and here he is. Name. Yeah. You know, Justin, so I, uh, Justin, uh, you have Taylor Montgomery, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. They're, they're very uh, unlikely, but I think you're probably talking about a turnover of three guys. I'd say on this team, there's probably nine guys that play on the Ryder Cup team would be my guess. Yeah, I think eight or nine is fair. You you always get like the injury. Like you had Harris English year over year, got hurt and just kind of fell off a little bit. Berger got hurt. That that always happens. You're not going to get the exact same 12. I, I Kisner, I can't, I wouldn't think would be on the team. I, I mean, I don't know. I, th- I I haven't studied Marcus Simone, uh, the player or the person or the course, but is it going to be a Lagoff National situation where you want a like a fairway hitter instead of like, you don't want, do you, do you want a Bryson or do you want a, I don't know. Max Homa. Matt Kuchar, who just hits a ton of fairways. Uh, Kevin Kisner hits a ton of fairways. I, I think that part of it should be taken into consideration. I don't know if it will be because sometimes the big hitters are also kind of the big stars and the, and the big names. And it's hard to not take those guys because you get criticized as a captain for not doing it. But I hope they learn their lesson from Paris and they don't throw. I mean, I'll never get over the Bryson Phil pairing in Paris on a tight course. It's like, that's good. That's not going to go well. Like, what, what is that? So I don't know. I'm fascinated by it. I'll be thinking about it for every day for the next 12 months. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it'll, I, I think Kisner and Horschel probably drop off. You might get a Cam Young or, um, well, Homa could drop off. I, I don't know. I mean, who, who knows how the next year is going to go. But I think it, I will say I don't know that your depth beyond the 12 is great because we don't. I mean, do you can throw Berger on there? Do you get excited about Aaron Wise? I don't know. I think your depth for from like the top 10 or the top 12 is really good. But beyond that, I don't think it's what it has been over the last couple of years. I have some breaking news out of the Bronx. Uh, in the bottom, Aaron of the, Judge. In the bottom of the third inning, with one out, Aaron Judge walked. Ooh. Oh, I thought he was going to do it while we were on air. Didn't happen. He's so, at sixty, right? He's at sixty. He's at sixty. So we'll have to wait. Uh, final thing, gentlemen. We got to do our odds and ends. And Jacob is correct. Uh, Marco Simone is a castle, not a person. There is a Marco Simone. He's like an Italian football manager and looks pretty slick. But it's th- this Marco Simone, the golf course, is based off of a castle, which is also pretty, pretty slick. Moneyball. This is where we gave everybody 50 bucks and said, go make your best bet. Kyle could not abide by the rules, so he put 25 on the U.S. after leading after day two. Cash it and 25 on JT to be top American at 7-1, to one, and you got speathed. JT I did. If I told you JT got you four points before the week started, uh, you'd have been loving that. Sorry, JT was just responding to one of my tweets uh, from earlier today. The one where I said, nothing juices me up for a day of team golf. Like JT's insistence to displaying his frustration over not getting a putt inside of three feet. What is and he said, it was a, he said it was a foot and a half. I think it was like two seven, by the way. So he's... he's you he should never wrong. expect a putt to, go, to be given. I think he might be the- wrong about that. Uh, 
Yeah, I I don't regret the pick. I think JT is top American. I stand by it. He we had we had him where we wanted, and Spieth just you know like he does backed into another victory here. So seven to one. It was I I, I loved it. Uh, Greg, we did not have you on the show where we did this, but I'm sure you would have picked a winner. Yeah, I would have had uh, Spieth five and zero. Oh. <laughs> exact exact score, Spieth five. Yeah, yeah. I would have had uh, Munoz top rookie internationals. Siwoo Kim was top point score. Uh, for the for the internationals, internationals. Yeah, yeah. I had that. <laughs> I yeah. We we were able. <laughs> no, this would have been tough. We were able to talk Kyle off of a 27 to three exact score. <laughs> no, 23 to seven, not oh, 27 to three. <laughs> 23 to seven exact score, uh, yeah. which was nice. Let's see. Patrick took Sung Jay to be top point scorer. He played five sessions, 18 to one, but uh, he ended up scoring two and a half points, which is obviously uh, not five. So that's how that works. And then coach went with Xander. To be leading points winner plus seven and a half again, not five. That's how that works. And uh, I cashed another one, but I didn't get much from it because it was minus two fifty USA to lead after day one was about the biggest lock of all locks. Yeah, that was wise. Aaron was That's first. So I would be at if JT would have hit, I would be at what like two, I'd be like right there with Rick. That would have been another one seventy five. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I feel I'm, I'm fine. I'm not, I'm not drifting down to cut. This is my game right here. The, I, the one and done is, uh, was a disaster. This is, this is my game. Can I, can I producer Jacob, can I start making like 20 bets again? <laughs> no, no. Once, once we get back to next week, you will see the format like in <laughs> practice and there is a safeguard against Kyle trying to make 20 bets. <laughs> okay. We'll let so, you have two this time. Simply for the exception that, you know, it was a short week and we weren't able to do it. Listen, I'm going, on, I'm going on vacation next week, so I might have to just email them in and it might get it might get out of control. So then I'll, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll parse it down for you. <laughs> we tried to Kyle proof the contest. We'll see. But this is uh, this is the new format for the fall, which I think is very, very good. Well, Kyle well, do started you, doing better when you oh, you change from twenty yeah, to like you're right. one bet, and you started crushing it. You're you right. Got to keep uh, it Rick, limited. Do you on these like go back to the numbers there if you can, producer Jacob? So when you have a minus two fifty, are you just going to try to hit as many minus two fifties as you can, or what? What's your what's your strategy? Well, that was so that was really that was just for this week. So what I had done in week one, where we have this, this money ball is I, I put it on a, a matchup. I think it was like a plus plus one ten or something like a plus one Oh five matchup. It's just something that actually, I think it might've been Taylor Montgomery top 40 at even money or something like that. I'm just looking for something that I'm very, very confident in. I did not think anything like that particularly existed for the president's cup. You will not see me in the minus two fifty range probably ever again. How much do you, what do you, what's the return on minus 250 on 50 bucks? I, I can't assuming, do that, man. I'm assuming the way that Jacob did it is that I did not. So there's two ways I could do this. I could either do it to win 50, in which I would have had to have laid 2.5 times uh, five, which is what, 125. But I'm assuming he did it the other way. So I probably got Jacob, what, like 13 or 14 bucks out of this? That is correct. A win's a win, baby. Win's Came a win. To the bank. Win's a win. Yeah, I mean that 
yeah, I'm going to be in the minus a lot. So, I mean, in the like, I'm going to be picking the the shorter odds, not nice not is, in the red. What's nice is you're going to be able to re, you're going to be required to put to put ten dollars each on two different outrights. So, I what I imagine is going to end up happening is like you're going to we're going to end up taking like oh Max Home at the Fortinet at sixteen to one and someone at like I don't know eighty. Yeah, there's the format for you. And uh, okay. the first time somebody hits like that that 60 or 80 to one on their tent, like that's gonna be a good day. That's gonna boost the old. That was time. my that was my I'll never stop talking about it, but that was my 40 to one at uh when when Markow won the open. Yep. Yep. That was pretty sick. And then there was it was like it was like Rom top 10 plus and and Morikawa to win. Those are the two bets, and they were both like yes. cash. Smash. Dirty. So good. Final thought. Uh, JT, JT kept responding to these. People don't like JT, apparently. And he kept responding to people. And he, uh, somebody said, are you really taking offense or do you just play it up as fuel? And he said, JT, this is a real response on Twitter. He said, I loved it. Talking about Siwoo not giving him putts. He said, sometimes you get, you get yourself pumped up. He beat my ass down the stretch, though. It was a great match. He made some awesome putts. So I thought that was cool. JT is great. I love JT. He's very cool. Very cool. Anything else? Going once, going twice? Great week. Sorry I couldn't be on more often, but thanks for obliging my microphone issues and having me back on. No problem. Uh, Sanderson Farm next week. Then Viva Las Vegas Shriners for the following week, which will be fun. DFS Preview Monday. Uh, Mega Preview Tuesday. Content, et cetera, et cetera, is coming down the pipe. Big thanks to producer Jacob. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. Uh, Greg Ducharme is available on Twitter at the Real GFD. Kyle Porter is available at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.